Hello and welcome to What You're Talking About. Today I am joined by Amy Breen. She is a two times CrossFit Games adaptive athlete and she's heading back this year for her third games. She's come such a long way in such a short space of time and I cannot wait to see how she continues to grow in the sport of CrossFit. This year she's part of the proven team of athletes going to the games and it's sure to be such a great event. She tells us all about what it's like to be an adaptive athlete, especially in the brand new space of adaptive CrossFit. It's such a great episode. We hope you enjoy listening. Please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to hear all about our new episodes and content. Enjoy. Amy Bream, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, It's such a pleasure to have you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Leah. I'm really excited to be here. It's it's a it's a pleasure and an honor to to talk with you today. Thank you so much. Um, there's there's so much to get through. Um, you've been doing CrossFit for for not actually that long, but you've achieved so much in the the short space of time. I want to start off because I saw something on your Instagram. I think a few weeks ago, and you put how your friends always joke about how when you were younger and years ago you had such a lack of athleticism (laughs) um and now you and I you're a sponsored athlete you're going to the games so much has changed um what when was it you actually started kind of enjoying fitness and sport and did did you literally do nothing before like what was the change for you so I actually yeah I I did nothing before I would say I will say so I've been like missing my right leg for my entire life. Um, so that birth defect, I think when you are missing, um, I'm so sorry, there's a loud car behind me. I'm sorry if you heard that. Uh, but when you're missing a leg since birth, uh, you're going to gain a kind of a natural upper body if you move, because, you know, if I was having trouble getting up, I'd pull myself up instead of like push myself up, you know? So those little things, like I've always been naturally like a little strong. Uh, I've always been able to do like a pull up but anything like sports related athletics, like I literally would tell people I'm like the least athletic person you'll ever meet. It just like did not come naturally to me. It was, it was not a thing. And then um, I moved to Nashville in 2014 and I uh, started, I actually joined a boxing gym for, with a friend for fun. And it was the first time that was in 2015. And it was the first time um, that I had ever actually enjoyed working out. It was like up until then I, you know, I worked out here and there on my own. It was kind of like, I pretended like I knew what I was doing on a machine. I had no clue. Um, and I never, I probably could count on one hand the amount of like group fitness classes that I had taken in my life up until then. I was really self-conscious. So when I joined the boxing gym, it was just like, oh, this is actually fun and I'm working out and it's really hard, but I like it. Um, and that just kind of progressed. Like the trainers at that particular gym weren't afraid to push me. Um, they saw my leg, but they weren't like tiptoeing around it, which I, I loved. Um, it just made me feel normal, you know? And, um, so I started getting better at that and I was like, oh, actually like, I'm not half bad at this. And, um, then I, uh, one of the trainers, I started working with one-on-one, he taught me how to kickbox and I had like made a joke about kickboxing up until that point, like a one-legged girl kickboxing, could you imagine? Um, and he, he told me, he was like, well, you've just never done it before. Like, of course you're going to be bad at it at first. And that's such a simple thing to say. But for me, I was like, oh, so maybe I'm actually not unathletic, but maybe I was just not doing it enough times because I was so embarrassed the first time I tried it, you know? Um, And that's what I did all growing up, like gym class. Like I hid from things. I was like, I was telling myself over and over, you're bad at this, you're bad at this. And so I'd be bad at it. And I wouldn't even try to be good at it. Um, 
And so, yeah, it just kind of led me to think. So then when I started to kickbox and I was like, I saw my progression of going from bad to not bad. I was like, oh, like what else have I been saying no to? Like thinking I would, I'm just not good at it, but really like it was just fear and lack of trying. So that brought me to weightlifting, which eventually brought me to CrossFit in 2021. And then, you know, even like, I mean, I had signed a deal with Nike. I was in the process of signing a deal with First Form and I was still having trouble telling people that I was a sponsored athlete because it was so ingrained in my mind that I was unathletic. And one of the guys at First Form, actually, my first trip out there, he kind of like called me out and he's like, no, you're an athlete. Like you, like we're watching you work out. Like you're the definition of an athlete. You need to like be aware and like confident in that when you tell people. And it was like a moment for me. I was like, okay, like I need to step into this role and like be confident in it. And um, yeah, and really when I took on that, like accepted that persona, I guess it's, it just, you know, confidence is really everything. Uh, and I don't think you get confidence without experience. Um, but it's also believing that you're capable of it. So that was a very long winded answer. Sorry. But... <laughs> no, I love a long winded answer. I like to waffle as well. Do you think kind of, you say, you know, the coaches didn't tiptoe around you. Do you think when you were like perhaps younger, you say in gym class and things, people tiptoeing around you, kind of thinking oh you can't do this was that the kind of mirror image you had from people telling you or maybe not even telling you directly but just assuming you couldn't do things do you think that kind of magnified your dislike I suppose to to not doing things you know that's a good question because I think it's both I think when I was younger like yes people tiptoed around me um and I took that as like a victim mentality like poor me they don't think I can do it I can't do it but then when I was in college, I had a really big, um, like significant moment with my now brother-in-law. He was like new to the family. I was like, who are you to call me out, sir? But um, he was talking to me and he was, he was like, hey, you're not confident. He's like, you look at the ground when you walk, like what, what's the deal, Amy? And I, you know, started going into my usual like pity party kind of thing. And uh, it's not like I grew up like sad or pitying myself. It was just like, oh, why would I even try to like, you know, wear shorts or date or do sports? Because like, I wasn't meant to be, you know, like one leg. And he, and he just like called it out and he said, no, that's not like, that's not other people. That's you. And um, he said, if you think that people, um, and we were talking about like, men and in, in, in that regard but it applies to everything it applies to gym class and school and teachers he was like if you think that people are acting weird about your leg it's because you're acting weird about your leg because people always respond to the energy that they're getting first so if you're self-conscious they are self-conscious and they tiptoe around you if you walk in confident and you say i can do this they will treat you like you can do this and it was like one of the first moments of my life where i was like do I actually have control over this? Like, is this, is my lack of doing things my fault and not anyone else's? And once I turned off that victim mentality, my life, I, it took a while. It took several more years for me to really start like trying new things, but it was the start of it. And it completely changed my life. <clears throat> I think it's so important at that whole thing you're saying. And it is confidence is key. And I think, you know, we'll dive in more about you doing CrossFit, but that's something I personally find when you talk to people that do CrossFit is they find confidence they've never had. Um, what do you think it is about sport and fitness? Particularly, you know, if like I wasn't athletic when I was younger, I'd never thought I'd ever be chatting to someone about CrossFit. Um, what do you think it is about finding that sport that you love or something that you, you know, as you say, obviously you are very very good at it but 
not bad at something you're not bad at what do you think it is about doing that that brings out this confidence in people you know potentially much later in life um you know what i love about crossfit is that there's always one it values strength over a physique like strength in that like what are you capable of rather than what do you look like um you know obviously like you can look at certain people and be like oh you probably do crossfit like i get that all the time but it really does vary. Like it doesn't always have to be the same body type and no matter what, that's not the main focus of it. That's almost like a byproduct. Like if someone eat, like people who don't do CrossFit might roll their eyes and be like, yeah, right. It's like, no, really. When you talk to people who are like in the thick of CrossFit, you know, you comment on their muscles and like, oh yeah. But like, let me show you how I can do this type of workout. You know, like it's, it's, the focus is not physical. Um, the focus is capacity and there's always something to learn. So you, you can't even like, in my opinion, you don't really have time to waste time thinking about like certain things that I think that have hung up like the fitness industry, as far as like deterring people from trying in confidence, because you're just like, let me try new things. And there's also such a cool focus on like community and CrossFit of like, you know, being, I can say what, you know, from firsthand experience, when you go to a competition, no one, I have never heard someone boo ever and like people cheer the loudest for the person in last place because they feel that like they're like I have been there I know what it's like like just finish dude um and and I think that is really cool um but yeah like once you get into CrossFit and you realize like the more you do it the more it's about technique and efficiency and strategy and there's such like a mind game about it um I like I'm really drawn to like the mind body connection where you're not just like it's not like you know, the tip, like what you stereotypically think of like meatheads throwing shit around, you know, it's like when you're actually doing CrossFit, you're like, that's not what it is at all. It's like incredibly precise and on purpose and like thought out. And there's just like nothing to get bored about ever. You're like always, you can always improve on something. I think that's such a true thing. You know, it's, it's never about appearance. You know, people will compliment you on what you can do in the gym, not on what you look like um and it's so important so going back um as you say you've actually only been doing crossfit for a, quite a short period of time but you've achieved so so much in that time how did you find crossfit i know you mentioned through weightlifting but what was the trigger for you to actually start crossfit so in um i guess december 2020 um i really had like i picked up my first barbell in 2019 um and i was like doing uh, weightlifting on a timer with like two guys that I work with in 2020 throughout like the pandemic shutdown. So I like couldn't do anything else. Cause up until then I hated weightlifting. <laughs> I was like, I did not like it at all. And, but, um, working out with them, I couldn't compare myself to anyone cause there wasn't any other girls around to compare. So they just like put weight on a bar and be like, do this. Don't complain. Cause we're letting you work out with us. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I did that enough that I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. And then um, I actually got COVID in like December, 2020. So I didn't work out really much that month and the holidays and all of it. And then at the end of that month, one adaptive athlete on Instagram who would be in my lower extremity division, he's also missing uh, his leg above the knee, reached out to me and said, hey, like you should do the CrossFit Open. Like they're having competitive adaptive divisions for the first year this year. And I was like, let's be open. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. And I literally told him, I was like, I've seen CrossFit, like y'all are insane. Like, there's no way I could do that. And he was just like, well, you've never, you've, he's a well, it's December, you know, the opens in March this year, like you have three months to train. Just what's the, 
what's the harm in seeing what would happen? He's like, I think like I've watched your stuff on Instagram. I think you'd do like well with it. I think you have kind of the drive and the, you know, like the body type to like do well in, in those kinds of like workouts. And I was like, well, let me give it a go. Um, so I, I registered for the open, paid 20 bucks to this random online site. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I thought we were going somewhere. I was like, where's the open? And they're like, wait, you do this at your home gym? Cause I didn't also, I stepped into my first CrossFit gym the weekend before I left for the games. Um, cause wow. I went to the games eight months later. And so I went with my coach at the time and I, and he was like running late and I felt so out of place because I was like, I look like an idiot because I'm like just following people around. Cause I, you know, I've always had my training program, but I was like, you know, like I trained with him and I picked up on things quickly. And, you know, I definitely have come very far since then, uh, of course, but I didn't really know what I like. I didn't know really still what CrossFit was. I was like, I have my training program. I know what I, I can do now, but I don't know what like the, I didn't know who famous CrossFitters fitters were. Like people would say names. I'd be like, cool. Who's that? Um, and so, and I kind of wanted to stay in the dark before the games. Cause I was like, I don't want to add any, I was nervous enough, you know? Uh, so yeah, that, that first class, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, Oh, like, what are you doing? I said, like, well, I leave for the games in a week. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, we, we made it We're, we've learned a lot. You made it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Do you, had you done any form of competitive well, I suppose in in general competitive sport, I assume you hadn't done competitive CrossFit, but anything until you stepped onto the games floor. No, I had never done anything with my body ever. I will say though, I I was actually a music major in college, and so that actually helped me a lot because I was very familiar with performance anxiety. And um, I'm so sorry, there's uh, ambulance, of course, all the things right now. Um, but I was used to having to control my breath and like my body and my con- control of my like fingers and my hands um, in that regard. And so um, I was used to that. So, but as far as like sports or anything, like, no, I, I, I not at all. <laughs> and it was what, it was the year you started, they introduced this adaptive division for the open and it wasn't kind of confirmed that there was anyone going to go to the games and then that division. And there was a lot, you know, on social media, people kind of campaigning to, to get these athletes to the games. When you, and you were a part of that, you know, campaigning that, did you ever actually envision that you were going to go to the games, particularly that first year? Um, You know, at first, yes, because I didn't realize, again, I was so brand new and green to everything. I didn't even realize that it was a question that we were going because I was in my mind, I was like, why the heck would you even open the division if we are not going anywhere? Like I work out at my home gym. I'll keep doing that. Like, I don't, I don't need to throw my name up on a leaderboard. Like unless I, it's going to take me somewhere, you know, which that's maybe not the best attitude. But I was <laughs> like, I, I didn't, I, that wasn't even a thought in my mind. And I, you know, there's so many logistics going into adaptive athletics. So I now better understand why that was such a question, but at the time I didn't. So, you know, I, I was like expecting for like an invite based on the scores and then they, you know, all this stuff came out like, Hey, they're actually not, you know, we just got an update. They're not having adaptive, you know, this year. So yeah, I, I posted myself and I was like, I don't know if CrossFit would ever see this. This was before, you know, a lot of stuff happened on Instagram and, um, I was just kind of in my own little world, but I was like, you know, like the only way to grow this is to grow this while it's messy. 
you know, like whether or not we feel ready, like what's the point of waiting another year? And so, uh, but, but I said that, and then I kind of had to make peace with that. I was like, all right, well, I guess it's, you know, I guess it's done. And, you know, that was fun. I learned, maybe I'll do it next year, but you know, that was a fun little stint. And I was, uh, I went to the beach with a friend in Florida. So I was like working out, but not training for a couple of weeks. Cause I was like, I, I guess that was it. Everyone told me that it's done. And I got an email my last day of that trip, six weeks before the games saying, Hey, you're going. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And then. So I, yeah, it was like amazing. But I mean, to give you an, an idea of how green I was, I didn't even realize like swimming was a thing at that point. Like I realized it after the fact. So I was like, I haven't stepped foot in a pool since I was in high school to like swim laps. And I was like, all right, well, like it, it was a like full throttle. Let's figure this out now. But at that point, I, I didn't think it was a thing. So very grateful that it was. But yeah, it was it was quite the up and down <laughs> emotional roller coaster for a couple months there. <laughs> do you think in a way it was almost better to do it like that? Because I suppose it's it's almost less pressure because you haven't you know trained your whole life or, or anything for it. Do you think it was quite nice going in with, I suppose, maybe little expectation and a little less pressure than maybe you put on yourself now or before because you just had no idea what to expect what was that like yeah I definitely was grateful for that um I like people can be hard on me but no one's harder on myself than me I'm a little ridiculous sometimes and so I think that if I had felt that pressure like lead the weeks leading up to the games I was dreading it like I had to mute everything like you know because then you see all of these CrossFit athletes who have like they've put in like years like 10 plus years at least of you know training and work into it so you know the only thing you see on Instagram is like let's go like just pumped up people and I'm like no one's scared (laughs) like no one's gonna say like this is nerve-wracking or like whatever like okay so I muted it all and I was like you're just gonna focus on you you're gonna go you're gonna come back and I just tried to put very little expectation on it other than like I wanted to do the best that I could do And it was like an incredible up and down week. Honestly, the CrossFit games, like the pressure that you feel no matter what, obviously like the pressure on the like elite, you know, individuals is way more than the adaptive. Um, But even so like coming into it, just put pressure you put on yourself and like, you know, all the work that you put in to get there and the people that have helped you get there. It's like, it's pretty intense. Like you, you have a a lot of emotions in that week. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's talking of people that helped you get there. There's a video that's still one of probably the most like viral CrossFit videos I think of the last few years of you. And I think it was your last workout of the weekend, like the f- final kind of 45 seconds, the shoulders overhead, and it's literally kind of a side by side of you and your coach. And the emotion of that video, and everything that kind of you see you put into it, your coach, like even the crowd and the judges, everyone being with you in that moment and that video I'll put it in the link for anyone that hasn't seen it but I think that really sums up CrossFit in a nutshell to be in my opinion but do you remember that moment for you like what was it like in that moment oh yeah yeah I will never forget that moment uh that was surreal it was yeah I mean my coach the entire months leading up to it um and then you know because 
at the same time when the adoptive athlete reached out to me about CrossFit back in January, um, my coach had moved to my gym because I was still at the boxing gym. He came from a CrossFit gym before, but he came to work with his brother, who is one of my bosses, um, and like, you know, start like help with our strength classes and stuff. Uh, but it, we, neither of us had any idea that we would be like coach athlete. I was basically like, Hey, someone told me about this thing called the open. I signed up for it. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing that. I was like, can I follow you around? Just like learn some things. And then it wasn't like, he was very helpful, but it wasn't an official like coach situation until I found out, found out I was going to the games. And I was like, Hey, like you're my person. I need help. And then he like a thousand percent, like a lot of sacrifice to like dive in and just help me and to do what I need to do and like calm myself down. And so by the time we got to the games, the whole thing, I mean, I told you like it was, it wasn't for almost another full year of me figuring out, like I can call myself an athlete. So you can imagine emotionally that week, I was just trying to convince myself that I belonged there, that I wasn't like a fake, you know, like it was just like, I'm so new. Like people think that I've been doing this for a long time. I don't like who's Tia to me. Like that's how new I was. I was like now like very well aware. She's great. But, um, yeah, I was just like, I felt like an imposter. And so most of the week, what he was telling me, like, you have to believe in yourself. If you like, I can tell you all day, every day, but if you don't believe that you can do this, you will never do it. And so um, every event was just like me figuring out, like, how do I do this? Like adapt, like some of the movements I'd literally never tried before. And, you know, they're figuring out what adaptive athletes could do as well. So some of the things that they had us do the first year, they're like, all right, maybe we'll adjust that, not have that be a thing next year. You know, like them also learning like, you know, adaptive athletes, like, you know, bodies and how they're meant to move and all of those things. So it was definitely like a, an emotional week. So by the time we got to that event, they told us the weight that we were going to lift. And I was like, heck, like finish this workout. Like that's a PR for me to get over my head. I've never done that before. And I was dreading it. And I, like 10 minutes before we went out, I had to walk away. Like the guys were competing and I was like, I can't watch this. Like, this is going to be humiliating. And I was so done. I was like, I just want to be done with this week. This week has been like so hard emotionally. And, um, he was, he threw water on me (laughs) and he was like, he was like, Amy, like, and he said this all week too. He's like, I don't care how tired you are. I don't care how you feel you will give absolutely everything you have to the last second of that event. And he was like, you belong here. You can do this. Wake it up, lock it in. Let's go. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so, you know, of course, like I failed the first multiple reps and I'm like, here it is. Like, this is what I thought it would be. And I just, I zoned everything out except him. And uh, yeah, I like, at one point I heard the room get louder and I was like, was that for me? Like, that's how checked out. I, I was like, I'm losing. Like, there's no way people are cheering for me right now. I didn't know that people were like calling my name. Like I was out of it. So like watching him, like he was screaming what he had screamed to me all week. Like, Amy, you, you have to believe in yourself. You can do this. And it was like that moment. It's like, we talked about this, like you go until the final seconds. And so that's all I was listening to. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then the, it all ended. And it almost like, it's like, I came to, <laughs> And like people were like cheering and people were giving me hugs. And I was like, oh, this is nice. But like, I didn't, I didn't know that I was on the screen. I didn't know that he was on the screen. And I like walked out of the tunnel and, and people were like hugging me and they're like, that was awesome. And I was like, oh, you watched it? Like, thanks. Like I had no clue. And then I turned on Instagram and it was like blowing up and someone had like posted 
And I like looked at the video and I showed it to him. I was like, oh, like we were on the screen. And he was like, oh, because like we were both like so out of it. So it was like very genuine. Like we had no clue what was happening when it was happening. It's yeah. such, it's one of them moments that I think that there are certain moments that you look at, look back at the games that will just stick in people's minds and that's definitely it um and I, especially at the end of a long week at the end of a workout um did you come out of that get the games in 2021 and think yeah okay cool I'm gonna do that again next year like how did you how did you feel when you came you finished that week oh it's so funny you say that yeah it's funny because like all the entire week I was like I don't know why people do this this is awful this is like so stressful like this is terrible and then as soon as we left of course that was like very much a high note to end on I was like I cannot wait to do that again it's like this really weird adrenaline where you're like yes um and so yeah I I kept going and um I still wasn't expecting much from that like I you know it was a cool moment and people were posting it and we were kind of like this is fun like what's happening um and then on the way home is when a videographer had sent me the video that I posted on my personal page that like went kind of viral not kind of it went viral and um I like posted it randomly and it like went oh everywhere and I was not expecting it and that like I came home again thinking I was like I'm just gonna go back to like normal life whatever and it literally like changed my life like I a lot of like opportunities came from it and it it was like a span of like two weeks that I was like oh this is like something so yeah it was pretty crazy what's the difference like if you could sum up the difference between your 2021 season and your 2022 season what would it be? What would be the main thing that was the difference about it? You know, if I'm being honest, 2022 was a lot harder for me than 2021. Um, I, I feel a lot better this year in 2023 because I think, so 2021, it was just, everything was fresh and new. And you probably can attest to this. Like when you start CrossFit, like you're starting from such a base level that you're like, it's just everything is fun because you're like, oh, like I'm so bad that anything is progress. You know what I mean? And so it was just this like, let's figure it out. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to the games, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly my next year I was sponsored. People had were starting to recognize my face and I felt this pressure that I didn't have the first year. It's like you said, like I went in 2020. No one knew who Amy Bream, you know, like it was very like casual and it was whatever. 2022 I put a lot of pressure on myself and felt pressure from other people not in a bad it it was like no one was being negative at all but it was like things that I made in my head that I needed to do and if I didn't do them exactly that way or if things didn't go the way that I thought they would it wouldn't be a good time and it wasn't a good time (laughs) like honestly like I, I went into 2022 games really stressed and um it was this, it was a year of learning. I still got stronger. I got better, um, like much better athlete than I was as at the 2021 games for sure. But I think I put a pressure on like a moment rather than enjoying the process. So I wouldn't take that back because I learned so much that year of like, of myself as an individual, um, and as an athlete, but like really like from an emotional standpoint, realizing how important it was to have my crap together, like mentally. Um, And so I kind of finished up that year and I had a lot of great moments, great opportunities, like, don't get me wrong, but like coming into this year, I was like, okay, Amy, like 
adaptive athletics like are, are great. I'm so grateful for the, for the opportunity, but they're still really messy. So there are certain things that it's like, I can go into the games and be just as frustrated at the circumstances and at the programming as like every other year. Um, Cause so far I've never, I think this year I actually will compete with another AK, which I'm so excited about. But up until this point, I've never competed with someone with a similar adaptation to mine. So realizing like, you know, this might be a repeat of the last two years and you have to enjoy the journey and the process of getting there and be confident in who you are because three days make or break is not worth all the hours and the money and the sacrifice that you put in to get there if you don't like getting there, you know? So yeah. um, it's been, a, I, I went in feeling more confident as an athlete, but I didn't enjoy it in the way that I wanted to in 2022. And so I think this year is going to feel pretty different all around and just gaining like the skill and the strength that I wanted with like the awareness of like this is what matters and I'm really excited to see those two things collide together yeah it's gonna be a really great year there was um when kind of the adaptive divisions there was a lot around surrounding it this year particularly before the open uh with more restrictions different circumstances as you say it's messy still because it's still very new um within CrossFit is there was there any part of you that was put off by the changes and everything else or were you going to do it regardless um so for me I was going to do it regardless if I'm being super honest I mean that's also part of being like a sponsored athlete like I I need to compete and if I'm in CrossFit why wouldn't I want to compete at the biggest competition of the games you know Um, there were definitely frustrations, um, at the same time, uh, I've had a lot of emotions about it, honestly. Um, but understanding that there's always a bigger picture that like I can, than I can see, would I like to see some changes? Yeah. Would I have done some things differently? Yeah. Do I also understand that I don't know all the ins and outs and the logistics and, and also understanding that like right now, adaptive athletics for CrossFit is an investment. There's not a return on that investment right now. They're like trying to open up the space and make it bigger, but it is not, there's so many logistical things that go into like specific equipment and like, you know, the amount of people in it and all of that. Like I am 99.9% sure the adaptive divisions are not making CrossFit money. So for them to take it on while it's this messy, also knowing that they're not making money on it is something that I think no matter how frustrating it is, that every adaptive athlete needs to be aware of and understand that this is still a privilege that they're being willing to do it, even if we don't like it all. Um, And in my opinion, if you're not willing to get your hands dirty and do it in the mess, then you have no right to express your negative opinion because... If you're not willing to like figure it out as they go, then you can keep your opinion to yourself because you're not helping anything because you're not in it. You know, like that's just being straight up. So yeah, I think it I I think it will and I hope I hope that it will continue to get better um from here. I also think that they're doing the best that they can. Like, let's be straight up. Uh, are you really familiar with like all the division stuff and like the neuro, you know, you seem pretty like Yeah. Familiar with learning, that? Yeah. Learning. <laughs> yeah. So there, like, there was a lot of, you know, in previous years, there's been a lot of questions about like, oh, they're like accepting too many athletes with a lot of different adaptations. Like it's not fair. And if I'm being perfectly honest, like I've been on the other side of that. Like I have competed with girls that don't have my adaptation. They still adapt. They still struggle. They still have things that they change. 
it's they just adapt differently and in certain workouts that absolutely affects the workout and um so I felt that frustration firsthand so this year I completely felt for the athletes that were suddenly on the other side of it and being told it's not that you're not adaptive but you do not qualify to compete in these divisions this year I can't imagine the pain and the frustration of that especially if there are athletes that were allowed to go in previous years and with these new qualifications we're not allowed to return and I don't want to take away from that absolutely I also understand like we asked for more fair and this is what they came up with. And if we ask for that, we can't kind of suddenly get up in arms when it just doesn't look like we want it to, because they're trying, even if it is like not a perfect system and there are flaws in it, because I think that there are, we have to recognize that they're trying to do what we asked them to. And that is not a popular opinion. If I'm going to be honest, if people listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, but it's like, hey, like, you know, it's, it's messy. It's hard. And I, regardless of if I agree with everything they've done, because quite honestly, I don't, and I would love to see them like talk to some of the athletes about that. Um, I do recognize that they are trying um, and that I hope it will only continue to get, go in a, the right direction in the future. Mm-hmm. I think so, it's so that's my two cents. I know I'm so it's so important to talk about because particularly for people that maybe don't understand it and see just maybe the negative comments about it or just the positive you know there isn't it it's great to understand a bigger picture and I suppose in the grand scheme of things it's only been two years you know that's if you look at the first two years of CrossFit in general that was super messy and there were so many changes and things that have happened in the last you know 20 years that have now accumulated to what CrossFit is but we're only two years in um and hopefully it will be very positive in the future um but yeah thank you thank you for that as well for explaining because I think it it's definitely something that needs to be spoken spoken about of course yeah um and talking about kind of your 2023 season a big something that happened this year which is really really cool is you started training with Proven um, and some of the Proven athletes Obviously, in Nashville, it's it's a big thing, proven, because they train out of East Nashville. Um, how did that all come about that you were going to kind of go in and, and train with them? Yeah, I actually, um, I was being told even by like my previous coach before, like, hey, you know, at some point you, you need to introduce yourself to these athletes. Because my, my coach before, like, you know, we, we're, he still helps me with stuff. Like there's, you know, it, it was really great. It was just, I knew that I needed to make myself uncomfortable because I was getting too comfortable in my current situation and wasn't pushing myself to the limit no one's fault, but my own. And I was like, I need to be around athletes that like make me uncomfortable <laughs> for lack of a better way, way of saying it. I was also at a place where I felt that if I didn't have like a specific space or people or energy around me that I like, it wouldn't be a good day. And that's just not real. Like to be a good athlete, you need to be an athlete and in whatever situation and adapt well. So um, I was at Wadapalooza this year and I saw like the proven team and I was, I just finally got up the courage to be like, Hey, like, you know, I'd love to like come in and like, you know, see you guys sometime. I'm, I'm like pretty new to this, but I think I can learn a lot, um, you know, just from like being around your athletes and, and the coaches and everything. And they were really, really nice. And they're like, yeah, like come in and, you know, we'll like have you, kind of do a session and you know we can learn alongside you because we've never had an adaptive athlete before all that good stuff so 
um, yeah, it's, that's been great. So I'm, I'm not with them every day, like every session or anything. Um, but like, I'll go in right now. It's been about like once a week and it will kick up now going into the game. So that semis have kind of finished up. Um, but everyone's been so great and so sweet. Um, so yeah, that's been really good. It definitely also like makes me feel the emotion of like this, like semifinals and everything. Cause adaptive athletics, uh, our division didn't have semis this year. Um, and so, you know, I was just watching them and like seeing how hard they train firsthand, um, like, and how hard they push themselves. Cause you know, obviously like I work myself hard, I push my body, all of that, but the, um, competition level is just different at that, like at that division, you move your foot wrong in a workout. I've seen someone take one extra breath and then lose the event and then keep themselves out of the competition because they took an extra breath. Like that's the level that they're training at. And so seeing that firsthand and how hard they work. And then if something doesn't go according to plan, just feeling that pain a little bit more for them of like, oh my gosh, like this is all of those hours. And this is like, you know, it's truly um, like they've put in so much sacrifice just in training alone. Um, And so I think that's been a really good perspective for me to have too, of just like, yeah, because sometimes people are like, uh, this is something I don't always, if I'm being perfectly honest, I've heard some adaptive athletes say things like, you know, like, well, we have to adapt and it's so hard. And if people, people understood our situation, like, you know, they would, they wouldn't do as well, or they wouldn't push or they'd crumble. And I'm like, I actually push back on you on that because I've seen these athletes and I don't want to take like what we do is hard and it is different physically and mentally and emotionally, all of those things like that is very true. But they are at a level like I was like, I've seen them push and I'm pretty dang certain that Brooke Wells can do my workout right now with my adaptation and she could handle herself just fine. She might have a great awareness of like, oh, this is what she's doing, but she could take it because she's used to pushing her body and her mind like that too. So that's, I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, it's it's such a different scale than I think anyone realizes. And when you see yes. it in the gym, um, obviously you say like 2021, you didn't really know who anyone was. It's funny, you joke about, you didn't know who Tia Tumi was and now you're like training in her gym. <laughs> um, did you, when you went in, is there any kind of like, you, you talk about imposter syndrome and things like already, do you feel that going into train with these people who are literally labeled fittest on earth? Oh yeah. <laughs> like all the imposter syndrome. Like, and that's and that's something that like I've had to work really hard at and be like confident in myself. And they have not given me that like impression. Like they're like so sweet and so nice. And I also like I don't pretend to know more than I do. It's like, hey, I'm two years into this. Like I have to remind myself, like, they a lot of them have been doing it for six plus years at least or if they weren't they were athletes before CrossFit I was like I have not been athletic (laughs) before this at all um so yeah that's definitely been something that I've struggled with in my mind and and when I'm there the first day I was there I was like like the test day I was like the most out of shape that I've been in a long time and it was like coming out of the holidays and just like I had to like reset some mental things for myself, whatever. And Tia worked out next to me. <laughs> and I was like, son of a gun. This is just the worst possible nightmare that could ever happen to me. But but um I learned very quickly that like that's all me. Um, 
And like I did one of the open workouts with their team and like Tia was right there with me, like encouraging me and pushing and giving me advice. And like, there wasn't any moment of like, yo, you should have done that better. Or like, it should, like, it was nothing but encouragement and being like, that was awesome, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, wow, like these people are great. They're encouraging. And I can learn so much from them, like physically and mentally for sure. They seem like such a great team to be a part of. Um, what are your goals going into this season now? Obviously, you had a great start with, as you mentioned, Waterpalooza mm-hmm. winning your division. But, like, what are your goals kind of going into the 23 games? It's coming around mm-hmm. super quick. Um, yeah. What What's your kind of vision and, and how do you uh, want it to play out? Um, I mean, on like, obviously, like any athlete, I think that I have um, – like I have specific weaknesses that I want to work on. Um, I think, so the thing with adaptive, it is, it's so different because you don't really know what they're going to throw at you. Like a lot of my week, uh, like for instance, last year there, there's just some logistics, like, especially with a leg of figuring out like, what leg do I use for this workout? And, you know, like, how do I logistically like do this run, but also do a heavy lift. Like, which one do I use? Do I switch it? Like, do I take my leg off? Do I keep it on? So a lot of my time is like, listening to the briefing of the workouts and then me and my coach like go test out certain movements and I'm like okay do I transition this way or this way and figuring that out because as much as we can prepare and we do prepare um they might always they usually throw something at us that I I wasn't expecting and because adaptive is so new like the standards well they can change for the other divisions too but sometimes the standard changes um of just like you know for, for someone like you know upper or lower extremity like do we do double unders do we do single unders like we really don't know um so I think for me this year my biggest expectation for myself is to one enjoy it to like trust the process to work to put in all the work that I need to now trust that work enjoy it not look to the right or to the left and know that whatever they throw at me I will be able to handle and to understand that if there's anything that I don't do well at at the games or I guess don't even want to say don't do well at but I if I don't feel like I'm in first place or anything like that I don't want it to be because it was a lack of preparation on my part or a lack of skill I want to know that at the end of the week no matter what the standings are I did absolutely everything that I could to prepare and I handled it as best that I could and anything else was left to you know it comes down to maybe an adaptation thing at that point Um, which I can't always control. And so I'm really focusing this year of like, let go of what you can't control, control what you can and like control and just keep it moving. I think that's so true. And it's for all aspects of life. I think that's such a good way to be. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) It's so great. Um, We are really (laughs) looking forward to watching you this year uh, before I let you go I just want to run through some quick fire questions that I love to ask yeah um your favorite lift mm. I love cleans I feel like everyone's yeah. gonna say that mainly uh yeah. favorite they're fun. I'm not even the I'm sorry I'm not even they're... the best at them I just like them they're so fun but yeah they are they're <laughs> great fun uh favorite mm-hmm. overall movement mm. Honestly, I love burpees. <laughs> I know that's weird. I love burpees and gymnastics. So anything like handstand walks, things like that. Like I love, I, I love doing those things. 
it's funny you say that because I remember watching that vi- there's a video it must I, I you must have posted it or proven of you a clip of you doing uh 23.2 the burpee oh, yeah. workout and you just look like you're not even exerting yourself <laughs> like it looks so <laughs> easy you're like well no, I was okay. exerting <laughs> but I do I love burpees I, I yeah they're they're my thing they are that's yeah. great um kind of preferred trainer but where and it's what what do you wear what do you what do you prefer uh, to wear? oh i uh nike metcons uh metcon 8 is by far my favorite uh i yeah by far i really like those they're great shoes uh an accessory in the gym that you couldn't live without mm. i guess technically i should say something like a rope <laughs> but i could live without a jump rope uh grips I would say I really hate ripping my hands open. So if I have a lot of gymnastics, it's like I sometimes rip them even with the grips. But yeah, grips. Yeah. Um, this is a, an interesting one because I know you are hot off doing Murph. Favorite benchmark workout? Mm. You know, I hate Karen. I will say that. Uh, I probably Ellen. Because I, I mean, burpees and I love dumbbell snatches too. So, yeah. Yeah, perfect. And finally, and this is quite an interesting question, actually, considering you are working or working alongside one of the best teams in the world so far. And But if you could build your own dream games team with you on it, who would you have on it? Mm. And they don't have to be adaptive? No, there can be anyone. A dream team. I'm like... Team, as in like two girls, two guys. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's a really great question. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, like I would love to have someone like a Tia or a Brooke. If I had to, if it was like a question, like, okay, you can't go like using the proven team. Um, like, let's just say that is a thing. Um. <laughs> I would honestly, I would love to have uh, Annie Thorsauter on my team because I think she just encompasses like, I mean, every athlete on that field deserves to be there, but she just has this from afar. I've never met her personally, but she has like this warmth about her um, that and someone who can be a mom and own a business and still repeatedly make the games over and over. Like it's one thing, like, so much respect for everyone there's so many young girls coming up um and men that are coming up and that's like incredible but when you've done this for a long time and you have like life life like a job and all of that and you're still repping it out like there's there's some knowledge I would love to like learn from her so I would say Annie Thor's daughter and honestly men probably Chandler Smith and Noah Olson again assuming like crew's on the same thing like I think they just um like beast of athletes they've overcome a lot like even watching Chandler overcome I mean he had a broken hand uh in quarterfinals and coming back um and I've had the opportunity to meet both of them and like they're just like great humans and so I think I could learn a lot from them on the field and off from all three that's a great team I'd love to see that um it has been such a pleasure chatting thank you so so much we are wishing you all the best the rest of your season um and especially for the games but thank you so much um and thank hope you, to see you again soon yeah that sounds great thank you so much for having me i'm so glad we did this